Welcome to Oklahoma Music Legends. I'm your host, Tommy Henshaw. This Oklahoma Music Legend from Norman, Oklahoma, was one of the most sought-after session players during the late 60s and throughout the 70s. He was a pioneering stylist of the slide guitar. We're turning our spotlight on legendary guitar player Jesse Ed Davis. You may think you've never heard of him, but I'll bet you've heard him play. Stand by for his story. Jesse Ed Davis, born at the United States Navy Hospital in Norman, Oklahoma, on September 21, 1944, to Mother Vivian, a member of the Kiowa tribe, and Father Jesse Ed Davis, an Apache Native American. His family was very musical. As a child, his mother Vivian began teaching him to play the piano. Not to be left out, his father Jesse, who was a drummer in a local Dixieland band, went out and bought an old Stella guitar for his budding musician son. Jesse took guitar lessons from a local Norman music teacher, practiced long hours on his old Stella until he exhausted his guitar teacher's knowledge, according to my signed copy of Hugh Foley's book, The Oklahoma Music Guide. At 16, Jesse Ed took an opportunity to tour with Dick Clark of American Bandstand fame on a 30-city tour. Also on the tour were Ronnie Hawkins of the Hawks with Levon Helm. Helm later would be a major figure in the legendary group The Band. Helm became close friends with the young guitar guitarist. Jesse played in and around Oklahoma City with several musicians who themselves would become very accomplished Oklahoma music makers. Drummer John Ware, who would become the drummer for Emmylou Harris. Bassist John Selk, who would later join Donovan. Jerry Fisher, who would become a vocalist for Blood, Sweat, and Tears. And there were others. After graduation from Northeast High School in 1962, Jesse had enrolled into Oklahoma University, where he earned a degree in literature. While supporting himself by giving guitar lessons at a Norman, Oklahoma music store. After graduating from Oklahoma University, Jesse Ed joined the tour for a short time with country legend and former Oklahoma City resident Conway Twitty. Jesse Ed took the western path like many before and after westward down Route 66 toward Los Angeles where he reconnected with Levon Helm who introduced him to Leon Russell. Leon, who was producing Gary Lewis and the Playboys and the Monkees at the time got Jesse Ed session recording work with the two groups. While uncredited on the song, Russell used Jesse Ed on the 1966 Monkees number one hit, Last Train to Clarksville. Yes, it was Jesse Ed who played the famous opening riff on that recording. In 1967, Jesse recorded live for the first time with blues legend John Lee Hooker on his album Live at Cafe Ogogo. During that same year, Jesse began his association with Taj Mahal and began working on the first of four albums he would play on for Mahal. It was Jesse Ed's work playing the slide guitar on the much-revered Taj Mahal song, Statesboro's Blues. In 1968, that endeared him to the L.A. session recording scene and caught the attention of British rockers. It also appears that Dwayne Allman adapted the Davis slide guitar technique when they covered the Mahal song on the Allman Brothers album Live at the Fillmore East Almond's riff nearly identical to the ones Davis had laid down some three years earlier. In the documentary, Rumble, Taj Mahal said one day eight first-class round-trip tickets on BAOC to London arrived at his manager's office from the Rolling Stones, inviting him and his band to come and be a part of their show, The Rock and Roll Circus. On the Rock and Roll Circus film, Jesse was prominently featured on the Taj Mahal tune, Ain't That a Lot of Love, which also featured Tall 
Pulse's own Chuck Blackwell on drums. It was the trip to London which introduced Jesse Ed playing with Taj Mahal to the British rock royalty that set him on the road to becoming a favorite guitar player for the British rockers. John Lennon heard Jesse Ed warming up backstage before the show to Gene Vincent's Bebopalula. Now, Lennon being a 50s rock and roll fan joined right in with Jesse jamming backstage which launched a lifetime friendship with John Lennon. Now, Ricky Metlock of Leonard Skinner said in his interview in the documentary film Rumble, as soon as the Brits learned that Jesse Ed was Native American, they were enthralled with him, taking to him right away. In the same documentary, David Frick of Rolling Stone said Jesse had a bit of erotica about him. Native American, cool dresser, and he played great. His guitar riffs were tight, dynamic, and bluesy. The British rock aristocracy fell in love with Jesse Ed. A short while later, George Harrison was two days from doing the concert fundraiser shows for Bangladesh at Madison Square Garden. When Eric Clapton became ill, Harrison called Jesse telling him the situation, asking him would he come to New York and stand in for Clapton. Jesse accepted and headed to New York. If you have seen the movie of the concert for Bangladesh, Bangladesh, you will see that Clapton did recover enough to play, but Jesse also was playing on stage, standing on Harrison's right side playing with the band. On both the movie and the album, you will hear Harrison introduce on guitar Jesse Ed Davis. Now, you'll also see several other Oklahoma legends on that stage. Of course, Leon Russell on piano and organ, on drums, Jim Keltner and Carl Radel played bass on Leon's solo performance of Jumping Jack Flash, which segue into Young Blood. In 1971, Jesse released the first of three solo albums, the first a self-titled album, Jesse Davis. He released Uliu in 1972 and his last solo effort, Keep Me Coming, in 1973. Now, Jesse and John Lennon remained in touch. Lennon would feature him heavily on two of his solo albums, 1974's Walls and Bridges and Rock and Roll in 1975. The two remained close friends until Lennon's untimely death. Other opportunities would continue to pour in. Jesse became a hot session guitar playing commodity. It seemed everyone wanted him to play on their records. As a recording session sideman, he would play his special brand of guitar on at least 75 different records for literally the who's who of rock, blues, folk, jazz, classical, soul, and country. Jackson Brown said in the documentary Rumble he wanted Jesse to play on a record for him. Brown recalled everybody did too, saying, I called him, told him what I wanted, and played the song I wanted him on. Jesse listened to it and just told me, no, I don't see myself playing on that. You got anything else? Brown quickly had another tune queued up. Jesse listened to it and said, I can play on this. Jesse heard it once all the way through said I'm ready and the rest is history. The name of the song that Jesse had played on for Jackson Brown is Doctor My Eyes. With his memorable guitar solo, Brown said he is still asked today who played that solo on Dr. My Eyes. You now know the trivia answer, Jesse Ed Davis. In the fall of 1975, Jesse joined Rod Stewart and the Faces Tour. John Salk, friend and former bandmate from Oklahoma City with Jesse Ed, said in the Rumble documentary, Jesse began to hang with some heavy, heavy people in the rock and roll business. He said the Jesse I knew who left on the Faces Tour 
is not the same one who returned. Jesse would fight his addiction demons off and on for the next 10 years. He would join up with American Indian Movement activist and poet John Trudell to put music to his poetry. In 1986, they formed a band, the Graffiti Band, and would release their album, Graffiti Man. Jesse Ed Davis would succumb to his demons on June 22, 1988, at the age of 43 years young. In 2002, he would posthumously be inducted into the Oklahoma Jazz Hall of Fame. In 2011, into the Oklahoma Music Hall of Fame as one of rock's primary session guitarists in the late 60s and throughout the 70s. At the 18th Annual Native American Music Awards in 2018, Jesse was inducted into their Music Hall of Fame. Finally, of Jesse, Eric Clapton said he was a genius years ahead of his time. You've been listening to Oklahoma Music Legends. Help us spread the word. We can be found on Spotify, iTunes, Buzzsprout, Stitcher, Google Music Play, and on our Oklahoma Music Legends YouTube channel. Click on the podcast link on our website, oklahomamusiclegends.com, and you can see and choose from all of our podcasts. Did you know we have an Oklahoma Music Legends web-based radio station, 24-7 and it's free. See the homepage on our website to connect. Please join our Oklahoma Music Legends Facebook page to stay current on the goings-on. I'm Tommy Henshaw. Thanks for listening.